0: Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duran, Daniel and Cara Lighting, and our newest Patreon, John Goals. Thank you guys so much for supporting a small podcast. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. Your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Episode 150. This is the 150th episode That's of this. It's not
0: counting like the specials and stuff, but still, it's, like, y- right. it's crazy, the official 150.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've kept most of those specials out of the numerical system for our show, uh, for episode and, uh, and, and categorical purposes, so 150. Pretty wild. You know, with an asterisk there, but... Yeah, it's been an, it's been an uh, amazing run. Um, we've wasted a lot of time here. Yeah, I mean the the I'm off glad, the air. I'm glad the
0: people that are still listening are still listening, and yeah, even to know it, especially after some of the shit we we talk about. Our
1: off air conversations have have gotten out of hand. Out of hand. Um, and and a lot of times, you know, what we end up doing is we end up taking uh, a few of those uh, off air uh, into the on air universe. Uh, the whole Michael McDonald thing, that was an that off air.
0: You know what was really funny about that, though? It's like when we were talking about Michael McDonald, and like, you know, because the Doobie Bros, it started at all. Then we talked about Mike right. McDonald, and then like a week after, like Jimmy Fallon it, put he out. Blew like, up. Yeah, it blew up. Like he started coming out. So I was like, oh man, maybe we have like some connection. We never, like. Okay, I, I am okay. so
1: incredibly glad it that is you bring weird. that up because...
0: I was thinking about that for so long because, like, multiple people... And it's people, used in, like, was, a
1: commercial now. Not, it's not just I Jimmy know, Fallon did that used thing. It was in
0: multiple people. Yeah, actually, like, friends of ours, like, posted stuff too, which is, like... It, it's funny that, like, we had, like, some... Maybe yeah, we he he, had some kind of influence over...
1: If you don't, you should absolutely go follow Nate Hanson, uh, Hanson Screen Printing, uh, because... Uh, you know, uh, maybe a day after we released that episode with the Michael McDonald talk, uh, he recorded a, uh, a, a fantastic sick dance a sick dance, a sick dance, dance video, uh, of, of him actually going basically through his shop, different, you know, aspects of the shop. And, uh, it's absolutely, it's incredible. But he it did was the, genius, and he did the best one, which was the Nate Dog featuring Mike Mac. Yes, exactly. It was I great. Can't
0: forget, not <laughs> <love anymore. laughs> it's so good.
1: Yeah. So this is great. Uh, we are actually going to talk about. Um, something that that russ and i we've i think we've mentioned in a handful of episodes Yeah, especially like in our harley the harley davidson ones uh but this week we're we're going to talk about Buell uh and, and the history
0: behind um that amazing motorcycle company yeah it's it's pretty incredible too i mean we we lived over in the east troy area kind of where like the home base right. was at and i think
1: it was right over near the uh, wisconsin oven building um yeah it Beale, was kind of Beale in that area yeah
0: and I know we've heard like multiple things about talks and stuff. I don't know what's going on with that. But he, I, did he, he end up ba- buying it? Buell bought it back from Harley because yep. I know Harley said and there he's was going like to be
1: making bikes again because
0: there was like a no compete clause. Yeah, if I remember right. But he must have bought out of that or something. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
1: So we are going to dive a little bit into that. Uh, we also have uh, great Wisconsin music from
0: Scorched Weeds, Stevens Point. Uh, Stephen's probably point. a fir- Was that our SP. first from Stevens Point besides Hand Horseshoes and Hand Grenades? Kind of I was just going to say
1: other than uh, horseshoes, but uh, yeah, Scorched Waves. Uh, we are going to dive into that a little bit later, uh, as well as a beer review of course. and the infamous how many locals you at. Would you like it if I drank a four loco and came to your party?
0: <laughs> That's like the one person you never want at your party. It's the guy I who just hopped up on the lobes. And it's always me you're always that guy yeah you just come there like cartwheeling and i like it
1: you know? i i mean for loco I, like i said uh, it's actually not that bad no and, and here's the thing it's basically just like a malt liquored uh white claw now because it, they, they, they took out all the the drugs and other uh <laughs> the crack yeah they so took out yeah they removed the crack. they took out the crystal meth and everything's fine now you i just know?
0: you know what's funny is i just saw a tiktok too with uh you sent it to me actually the marathon runner yeah and he gives her a four loco during yeah. the race like that's, yeah. that's awesome. stay hydrated lady <laughs> she just like cranks out she's like yeah uh, yeah
1: a minute later she was beating the shit out of other racers i bet yeah for
0: sure dropping yeah. bows on their corpse
1: yeah it was it was a sad day lady hydrated with four loco kills 13 <laughs> other racers could have been a, um, could
0: have been the next Boston marathon it was it vocals. was bad oh speaking of the
1: boston marathon there's actually a really good netflix uh, i saw that yeah. it was pretty good my wife and i did watch it was really the, well i think done. it's a three part thing incredible i love i love once once everything's uh uh calmed down a bit and they have a chance to divulge to the public kind of how they what uh, the, taking them through the entire process of how they figured how, out who it was. What was I want to know
0: is like when they fired like two hundred rounds into that boat. How did he not
1: die? I know that did was, you
0: see that boat it was like covered in holes, dude. They yeah. were going ham on that dude. Like.
1: Well, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for the people that want to go and watch it if they haven't already. Uh, the, the The thing that I'm that I'm most curious about is, you know, people were coming from all around, all the neighboring uh, cities, but then also from states away and he, and
0: he was like in a fucking boat and he like was a in a boat away. and you <laughs> like, can
1: hear you know the the actual person in charge of the investigation says like dude we don't need everybody here so if you could try to keep all of these you know fucking hip shooters out of here because we don't need a big scene and uh all of a sudden you know uh like a hundred officers come down the street are you screaming Hold and your then fire, one just person yeah one person just happens to on, like dude. just unload and it and it causes a huge chain of events. But great, great documentary yeah, that you should, should definitely check yeah. out. Um,
0: For local to the Boston Marathon, yeah, shooting. I know only on this podcast and Buell All motorcycles. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: none of them want to be uh, mentioned Associated. in the same breath. Yeah, but exactly. We just did it. Somehow. Uh, but, hey, you know what? Back on topic here. If you get a chance, please go and leave us a review and a comment and whatever. It would on be huge. any of those platforms that you listen.
0: We're up to, like, 53 reviews on Apple Pod, which I is pretty that. impressive for, like, just yeah. n- no advertisement, just a couple dudes who started this thing as, like, kind of a hobby. And right.
1: And we and honestly we only have like one negative that's uh, that's hanging out there. So I think it's like 4.9. Yeah,
0: there's like a couple two stars I think too. Right. But like they didn't leave like a comment. So we don't know like why yeah, they left it. Yeah, we just it, have that one negative comment. Yeah, we that, the one utterly know. disappointing I think, yeah, which we yeah. always talk about. It's f- it's freaking ridiculous, but it was craziest nice episode to, 150, man. It was We've nice of them to fun. try and listen to it. Yeah, for know? sure. Yeah.
1: If it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, de- I
0: mean there's definitely podcasts where I listen to 30 seconds and I'll just shut right. it off. I'm like this is my cup of tea. Here's
1: the thing: if we had a, if we had an awesome budget and a huge uh, professional studio, and and we had uh, unlimited re- resources and funds and shit, we could do an, a better job. Uh, and if we didn't have full time jobs, you know, outside of this thing, I'm sure we could probably make this thing a real production. The problem is. We're just trying to have fun, and we're just we, you know, we we spent a little bit of our own coin in order to get some equipment to start this thing, and then we've had some amazing uh, financial supporters uh, via Patreon that have stuck with us to try to help uh, continue to, um,
0: which has been awesome. Make this thing happen, yeah.
1: So it's it's been great. And speaking of that, if you if you wish to become a Patreon supporter uh, or wish to purchase any merch. Uh, please visit WisconsinDrunkInHistory.com. dot com. You can learn all all you need to know about those different things uh, from that website. And uh, w- like I said, we just really appreciate anybody who's given us a chance and and clicked on the podcast, uh, listened even for you know fifteen seconds, and then decided it's not for me, not for me, or listened for you know half hour to an hour every single week and uh, and and love it. We we appreciate any any of those uh, uh uh varying degrees of of support As, so
0: you know what i can say though like especially for newer listeners coming on like i think we kind of have like the sound and the format down we really want to get back into the interviews but a lot of th- a lot of times it's scheduling conflicts we record on sunday
1: was great because everybody was everyone in. was in yeah nobody was doing anything and now we've we've run into a wall where um nobody's really available on and then Sundays when especially, are especially which is like when we can right.
0: record and actually get into the studio and record where we're not busy with something or family or life right. or work or so this is pretty much the time we have everyone's always weekdays yeah and that's pretty much been the killer for getting interviews right. on the show lately
1: yeah because uh, you know uh you know I, not not that this is necessarily a surprise to anybody but russ and i don't hang out during the week
0: we don't really get to we yeah. both have like crazy lives man it's, uh, i mean we're
1: it's both a completely different uh uh Story, you know, on Mike, you you guys are are actually privy to, um, you know, the five hours every couple weeks that Russ and I actually get to hang out and see each other, uh, and this is how we choose to spend it is actually creating a, a product for multiple people. So I like to think that we're pretty selfless. Um, yeah, I would say so. I we, mean, we're 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 using our uh, available friendship time and giving it to the masses
0: yeah and the one thing that i have to say that i really do find awesome with this podcast is like the friends we've made along the way yeah like you know you go out sometimes and you'll see somebody that recognizes you and just talks your ear off about something
1: yeah yeah and yeah. i always
0: i find that really cool
1: had a had a chance to uh uh we ran into a purba at the rock the green event um she's
0: been super supportive since yeah. the beginning i mean like she's basically a friend of our podcast now and we you talked know?
1: to we, we talked to her and her fiance for probably an hour Uh, about like stupid stuff like like music and like
0: really just stuff and life and yeah it was great it's awesome and like that's what i like the most of the friendships we've made and i really i really appreciate everyone like some of the music like even um greg wellen who gave us some of his music to play on here which dude incredible stuff
1: (laughs) greg has has not only you know provided uh uh financial support for the podcast but also uh has written in about ideas uh gave music. us uh, the music uh, suggestion uh i mean it's just it's amazing uh when when we did when we did finally gain some sort of a, a real following uh those individuals uh that have been with us you know since the beginning are are just all in they they really enjoy it and and they're um, they're really supporting us in, in a lot of different ways.
0: And like the companies and friends too, that we've made friends with uh, like Cost yeah, has been a friend of ours. Uh, Milwaukee chip company, you know, it's just really cool being able to Google's. Yeah, it's really cool to be able to support them as well with a small little podcast. Yeah, yeah you know, maybe when we only have like a three, four thousand listeners or something, right? But it's still cool that those three, four thousand people get to experience what we get to experience,
1: and they choose. You know, out of anything else that they could be possibly listening to or putting any sort of focus in. They, they're choosing to, to you know, dive down the this shitholes with us, uh, yeah. Wisconsin Drunken History. And, you know, just so you all know, uh, the, the drunken aspect, it wasn't, we we're trying to be neat and kitschy with, with you know, whatever like else is around. Like somebody said, it's really not it. It was no. literally
0: just, we, we, we've talked about this on radio interviews as well. Like, it's literally guys in their garage, kind of like me and you, coming up yeah. with ideas. And that's like, basically the whole podcast is like, Centered around drinking a couple brews and right. talking about Wisconsin, we I
1: mean, formed the idea around a kitchen island, uh, having a few drinks. Then you know we, you know the the things that are are part of the show, uh, the four loco segment, uh, at being one of them, was a thing that was formed drunk. Yeah, it was, an inside, yeah, it was an inside joke. And- um. So that's where the really, the drunken aspect comes into it. We do enjoy a few libations while we're recording, uh, but that's, that's, uh, that's all a part of that whole level as well. You know, it's, it's uh drunken history, not um, it's not, you know, drunk history, the show that's, you and, know, and like, that's
0: like what I like after we kind of started doing this, like I thought about it. Cause I didn't even really put the two and two together. Cause I had never really watched drunk. History. I've never even really seen it to yeah. be honest. I don't it's, have comedy, it's a comedy central. central thing, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't have comedy central, so I never even seen it, but you know, somebody brought it up to me and then I looked it up and I'm like, Oh, well I, didn't really consider that no. it was more just we had
1: already bought the the you know website licensing and <laughs> yeah
0: and, and like me and you were literally sitting in a kitchen just getting drunk and talking about some ideas of what we could do you know yeah. with music with the podcast with the locals and making jokes i mean that's just kind of what this yeah. podcast is it's just me and you basically back then sitting in the kitchen talking trash and talking about random things
1: exploring you know ideas that we never uh, never imagined that we would you know have the opportunity to to really produce and yeah. that was that was kind of the neat part yeah sports then, sports
0: history we talked about all that stuff and then
1: to be 150 episodes into this uh, uh drunken uh, concoction is, is really cool in yeah. my opinion and um, it's
0: really cool like you know we get to distribute music pretty much for free across the entire world for these bands
1: we always wanted these microphones too like, yeah we did we i remember <laughs> i remember one of the times sitting around uh the the janesville house and uh i was asking uh Mike, your roommate at the time uh, about the uh Shure SM7B and just cuz I was looking for microphones to record for in front of podcast. Yeah, just and so I was know. just looking for microphones to put in front of like a guitar cabinet or something that could be used for uh vocal, you know, singing and stuff and uh he was just like I wouldn't get it cuz it's, you know, it's just you know, that's like the flavor of the week. Everybody wants it cuz it's, you know, got this history or whatever, but it's not worth the, you know, $400 price point or whatever it was. And uh, eventually, now here we are with these big honking-ass, you know, mics.
0: To be honest, compared to, like, some of our early episodes, like, you can tell the quality's better, though.
1: And we we very quickly made the transition uh, to, to nice mics. It was only maybe the first three episodes were with the condensers, uh, um, AKG or whatever they were, but... Um,
0: we, remember that day we, we sat and built the studio table, too, so we could have, like, yeah. mic booms? And yeah, we drilled, we, we, we drilled a hole in the table. Drilled pilot holes through everything. <laughs> so we could, like, run and cables and everything. And yeah. yeah. Wow. It's just, pretty cool. It came a long
1: way. And and to, like I said, be where we are now at the 150 episode mark, I think you and I always knew that there was a lot of potential uh, in terms of how many different episodes we could uh, conceive of, uh, with, with just the different historical things in the state, different ideas that we had, we always knew 150 was a possibility. I don't know that we knew that it was probable that we would make it this far because let's face it. I mean, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough to do anything very regularly and, and, uh, and want to do it. So especially hobby wise, you know, I'm sure every single one of our listeners has some sort of hobby that they do with some sort of regularity, but it does, it takes a, you know, a lot of uh, discipline and, and and motivation to do it. And that's, I think, been a really cool thing for us here at Wisconsin Drunken History uh, for, you know, Eric and Russ. It's been a, um, a hell of a ride and we really enjoy doing it. And we're really honestly so thankful that there are people out there listening that really allow us to... Uh, continue to uh, have that motivation and, and sense of, of of need for that. So thank you all uh, for helping us grow to this point. Um, let's go ahead and jump into Buell Motorcycles. We already mentioned uh, Eric Buell, who is the uh, the namesake of the company. Yeah. He's the one who is kind of the original... Research and development and CEO and and builder and mechanic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much the uh, one-man show. And actually, the story starts in 1982 when the Harley R&D engineer, Eric Buell decides to jump ship and start working on his own race bikes. And again, surprised by the NDA not existing at this time, because that's a total compete clause. Right, right. Like, 100%.
1: Yeah, because... You know, there's a lot of technology that he would have been privy to to see behind the scenes, uh, working yeah. in in research and uh, development as an engineer uh, with Harley. I'm not saying that he would have 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 really done anything because it seems like he's a uh, he's he's a bike guy. He's an enthusiast, uh, and he was probably doing this far before working with Harley, and he's going to continue to do it, you know, on through the years as we'll as we'll recognize. Him. Yeah.
0: And so the company first actually starts under the name of uh, Pittsburgh Performance uh, Products. He completes t- the design of his first bike, which is the RW750, an AMA Formula One Road Racing class bike, and the first Proto hits the tracks and debuts the same year at the AMA National Iponico Speedway, which, pretty fast turnaround. Oh, He's probably uh, been working on this before, to be
1: honest. So right. the... So he actually debuted this bike. The
0: same year as they started.
1: In, <laughs> in the, the Pocono Speedway. Yeah. And holy shit. That's something I didn't know.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure it was kind of like working on in his garage over time, but like being able to like have it like ready to go. Yeah. Like he probably knew what he was doing. When and he to quit. physically race this yeah.
1: damn thing was, that's awesome.
0: So yeah. So Buell continued extensive testing and development work on this bike uh, throughout the summer and into the fall. And his success was measured, his success was measured during the testing at the Talladega which we all know Talladega, Alabama, where it was clocked at a top speed of 178 miles per hour.
1: That's fast. It's a fast bike. You can't have seven kids and go 178.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can't put a two-by-four out the back (laughs) and have seven kids on it. Development on the RW750 continued through 1984, and production version was released in the fall. Just one RW750 was sold to the American Machinist Racing Team before the AMA announced that 1985 would be the last year of Formula One racing. Wow. Yeah, Superbike will now occupy the Premier class in 1986, effectively eliminating any market for RW750. Kind of a That's a bummer. That's a crappy news. Yeah. And the the RW750 is a cool-looking bike. If you ever get a chance, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Crushing news is that may have been, um, you know kind of daunting on the task of eric himself who viewed the rule change simply as a setback and he went back to work refocusing his dream at the time aiming squarely on the goal of creating the first world-class sports bike designed and assembled in the usa tapping his knowledge of the uh, works on the racetrack and his experience as harley davidson engineer eric designed his first entry into the sports bike market the rr 1000 Powered by a Harley-Davidson RX1000 engine, the rigid and lightweight chassis incorporated a rubber mounting design, which became a patented engineering feature of the Buell sports bikes.
1: Sure. And I can imagine that that would help, um, I don't know, soften the vibration of the motor. I
0: mean, when you're going that fast, if you've ever been on a ski- skateboard going even 30 miles an hour and you get the speed wobble, sure, there's shit coming out of your pants. Absolutely. Like, could you imagine a bike having a speed wobble? Like, going 178, like, if you crash, you're pretty much screwed.
1: And this is a, you know, this is a big undertaking. you got a guy who, you know, is creating these things. Um, obviously, there are, there are prototypes that exist that he can kind of mimic, but at the same time, he really is trying to engineer um, this RR1000 uh, out of his own Mind, you know, yeah. this is all him handcrafting this this sports bike, and can you imagine, you know, like like we've seen, uh, you know, with a lot of different uh, uh, areas, uh, uh, like airplanes, you know, can you imagine being one of the first people trying to build one of these things? Right. How dangerous is that? I know. And same with this, with this, you know, Harley Davidson XR one thousand engine that you're packing into this thing that you've created. Um, that's wild to me. Uh and, and the fact that he's, you know, brave enough then to you know, go out and test it himself and and ride at
0: speeds of you know 178 miles an hour. That's have nuts. You, have you ever seen those guys crash on the sports bikes? Where like they have so much ass padding, but it wears. It's like two inches thick of leather, and like and some, one crash can it it just eliminate like, s- that. Skins it right to your ass. <laughs> yeah, streaks. I mean like because well, their their
1: body, you know, an, obviously an the object f- in motion will stay in motion. Right. The
0: friction, man. That's what's slowing it right. down. The and coefficient of friction, if you want to know in weird terms. But.
1: And if you and if you spill it on one of those, and then your body is still going 100 miles an hour uh on the road i mean it's it's going to chew through that shit pretty easy um which, yeah i
0: mean like basically your your pants or your brakes i mean at that point when you're going oh that, it could it, and i mean those people are going 100 miles per hour imagine you have to slow down 100 miles per hour hitting I right through my good levi's <laughs> there goes mom's cheeks. gonna be so mad <laughs> You have no ass after that you'd be freaking pancake ass in like two seconds <laughs> yeah. you know? 178 miles an hour you're, you're going
1: dude you're gonna have beef jerky cheeks oh for yeah sure i mean you got some skin bacon flaps yeah <laughs> so he got like somebody cooking Oof. hmm it smells like jones
0: so Buell Motorcycles also utilized the engine as a fully stressed member of the frame and the use of a rear suspension mounted beneath the motor with a shock operating in reverse of the conventional compression bound rebound practice capped off first sure. ever the All-American Sports Bike. A total of 50 RR1000 models were produced under the name of the Buell Motor Company during the 1987-1988 season, depleting the remaining XR1000 engines. Wow. That's yeah, actually it's stepping really, up really some cool. production on that. So, yeah,
1: you build 50 of those um you know for that season. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so and Eric saw the next generation was the new uh, 12, uh 1203cc Harley Davidson Evolution engine as an opportunity to continue tuning the performance and handling qualities of his bikes. He began redesigning the chassis to accommodate the 1203. The resulting RR1200 model was introduced in 1988 and 65 were produced for sale through 1989.
1: That's a that's a huge I mean, 65 bikes hand built.
0: Yeah. And like, I want to say if this episode could have been split in a couple, but I, I wanted to cover kind of everything because yeah, it, it was kind of referencing another article, which I found really fascinating. And there's so much information on there. And I think I want to deliver all of it to you guys. So this might be kind of a long episode. It's our 150th anyway, anyways, right? So yeah. let's, let's do it. So, streamlining and bodywork have been Eric's particular talent and passion long before the RR th- series. His motorcycles continued to change at a measured pace through the years. In 1989, he introduced the RS 1200, a two-seat version of the RR model for riders who demanded both world-class performance and two-up comfort. So you have the head lady on the back.
1: Yeah, you got to have your best friend sitting right behind you.
0: A total of 105 of these unique models were produced through 1990. A five-speed transmissions were new feature of the 12, 1,203cc engine in 1991, and Beale responded with a revised mounting points to further design improvements of the RS chassis. These bikes were the first production street motorcycles to use upside-down front forks, stainless steel braided lines, and a six-piston front brake caliper. Damn. You kind of got to have it when you're going that fast, though. Yeah, fast. As Buell motorcycles were refined, the company's manufacturing capabilities were expanded. In 1991, Buell Motor Company not only designed bodywork, but it also produced a new composite and paint shop. The result was a greater greater quality control and improved design flexibility. As companies grow, they kind of do that, right? Like you can bring more things in house. I was just going to say, as if you, you will, bring
1: more more stuff in house, uh, when it you got really that eliminates really eliminates the the quality stuff that you might have seen in previous you know manufactured uh, motorcycles you bring paint and and uh, other bodywork in house you have now the total control
0: of cost right which is and and
1: and the actual quality of the product itself you know
0: a single seat version of the rs 1200 was introduced in 1991 dubbed the rss 1200 a and it won an uh, as Enthusiastic approval of the motorcycle press for its lean, clean lines. A total of 40 units were built between March and August 1991. Combined production of the RSS and RS models totaled 325 through 1993. Wow. Yeah. And in 1993, Harley Davidson kind of saw this, like, oh, wow, this is a great opportunity. Let's team up. And they became a minority partner in Eric's company, acquiring 49% of the company. And the name was changed to Buell Motorcycle Company instead of the Pittsburgh Performance.
1: Sure. Well, Andy, he was going by uh, Buell Motor Company mm-hmm. for a little while too. So um, the 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 change to being Buell Motorcycle Company really locks you in, like you you know you make motorcycles, not just motors and 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 other you know things that could be underneath that that umbrella. So Harley Davidson becoming a minority uh, uh, shareholder at forty nine percent is uh, pretty significant here.
0: Yeah, and from then on i mean it's just it's just a a whole nother line of things and we'll kind of talk a little bit about each one but in 94 Beale introduced the curvaceous s2 thunderbolt model the motorcycle won rave reviews from the motorcycle press and is still known for beautiful lines and fluid design a sports touring version of the s2t was added to the lineup in 95 and the new model was given the rider magazine's top innovation award together the two models combined for a total sales of excess of a
1: I mean, a thousand units For just still. a small company. I mean, I mean, yeah, you just expanded to have, you know, paint and stuff inside uh, in, in part of the your company, um, and now you're producing, you know, in excess of a thousand units is And gnarly. I mean, the, the
0: company just continues to grow, which is crazy, which is really sad to see, like, the discontinuation.
1: Because now, you know, we're getting to the point where it's been about 10 years. Yep. Uh, 86, and now our next, you know, section here is about 1996. Um in 10 years you've you've effectively gone from 50 units well first of all one unit that yeah. you used and then to 50 The 750 to then today's. to you know uh, over a thousand units uh, great production in that in that short span of time
0: the next year brought the introduction of the all new 96 s1 lightning motorcycle the original street fighter the s1 lightning defined the whole new class of hooligan motorcycles i think kind of like when they had like the cafe runner Okay. Craze that was kind of going on too. I think this kind of fit into that. Yeah. Featuring minimal bodywork, a racing-styled seat, exposed frame, and the centralized mass of the 12, 1,203cc engine, exhaust system, suspension, the model was named Hooligan Bike of the Year by Cycle World magazine.
1: That's a big victory for a small company. Yeah.
0: A redesign of the Thunderbolt motorcycle was introduced in 96 as the S3's Thunderbolt. And the S3T Thunderbolt. The models continued a design evolution of sport touring bikes. Together with the S1 Lightning, these S3 and S3T combined for 2,000 units. So the company doubled. Holy fuck! Yeah, from from '94 to '96, the company's doubling their production. And in '97, the M2 Cyclone model was introduced to the bo line, and the motorcycle industry had a standard class leader with a more relaxed seating configuration and wider seat, the Cyclone helped push Buell motorcycle sales above 3,000 unit mark. Again, another thousand. Like, I mean, it's just incredible how fast this company is growing.
1: It is. It's it's absolutely going at, at lightning speeds.
0: And the new 101 horsepower Thunderstorm engine heads were introduced to the Buell lineup in 98 as part of the power plan for the S1W white lightning model. Similar in styling to the S1 Lightning, the new bike featured a carbon fiber, rear fender, bold colors, and super high output engine. The S1W named the best Standard by Motorcycle World magazine. The Thunderbolt models also received the engine with the Thunderstorm heads to round out an impressive offering for '98. Sales continued to grow with more than 5,000 motorcycles sold in '98.
1: 5,000 motorcycles. Yeah, it's insane. And we were talking about 1,000 back in, you know, 94 or whatever. I mean, that's just...
0: we're getting close to where we're going to start talking about when they came close to our hometown of El Compton. A complete redesign of the Lightning and Cyclone models was in store in 99. New body frame, suspension, larger, more comfortable seats, bold new color offerings, the Lightning X1, Cyclone M2, the S3, S3TT, Dynamic Digital Fuel Injection, which is pretty impressive of the time. Absolutely,
1: it, DDFI is a big thing. Fuel I mean, injection is nice. It really helps. It's to, like, to, it, to monitor the. It's not like of the
0: carbureted, flight. where you have to like adjust. It's like right. this is like basically designed to be the optimal.
1: This is top notch. Yeah,
0: man. and it contribute to a sales of eight thousand units worldwide in ninety nine. So here's kind of where we get to, where local local to our hometown Elkhorn was East Troy. And Eric Buell's were achieved in 99 when Buell officially dedicated a 42,000 square foot research and development center adjacent to its existing facility in East Troy, Wisconsin, the building we know Mm -hmm. as the Buell Research Center. Eric and his team of dreamers, dis- engineers, were on track to achieve Buell's initial dream to build a great American sports bike. And along the way, new dreams and desires were developed during the notion of a truly innovative entry-level motorcycle. Enter the Buell Blast motorcycle for the model year 2000. Which the Buell Blast it's is it's, the
1: first one that I I knew of. That's
0: the one that like, a lot of people own. If you know somebody who has a Buell motorcycle, it's probably Buell Blast. Yeah, it's probably yeah, probably Buell Blast. Because they were kind of like one of their main signature lines at the time. Well, and it's kind a four
1: of... hundred and ninety-two cc, so it's actually like a little bit more uh, tame, if you will, uh, versus the twelve hundred and three. Uh, uh, you know, it's just it's a it's definitely a more attainable bike, I think, for for more people. You yeah, know?
0: exactly. And so, powered by the new 492cc air-cooled single-cylinder engine, the Blast model featured an automatic fuel-enricher system for easy starting, reduced-effort clutch, molded-in-color body panels between two seats. Together, the elements helped make the Buell Blast one of the most versatile and eye-catching motorcycles to enter the cycle market in a long while. So much, in fact, that it was honored the countless awards of the Cycle World's 10 Best List and motorcycle motorcyclist more uh motorcycle of the year list along with returning to the x1 m2 s3 and s3 t which we talked about previously the buell motorcycle sales increased to just over 10,000 units
1: wow and I a mean, lot of times a... those
0: are the ones you kind of see where they had like the really sharp like like lime green colorations mm-hmm. like those are just incredible bikes model year 2001 followed the success of 2000 with a return line of forward-thinking motorcycles high- highlighted by innovations updated with um different colors body panels yeah just anything they could do to kind of catch the enthusiasts and kind of grab the eye and attention of people looking for that style of motorcycle
1: and 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 honestly in this time too you're you're seeing uh uh, increased efforts you know towards uh durability and and they've really improved not only that styling to really catch people's eyes but then the the durability of it as well is is a huge focus at this time uh and trying to make it uh Uh, a a really a really nice bike you know
0: yeah and and they continue to just continue to grow in their East Troy facility and making multiple bikes and you know his whole thing was having the uh, motorcycle represent a direct connection between your brain and the road so you not only have a beautiful bike but you also have like awesome performance on the road right yeah and the result was a motorcycle which only could be produced by the minds and hands of the people at buell and in 2003 the firebolt XB9R represents the collection of industry 1st and forward-thinking to set the collective motorcycle industry on its ear. A multifunctional, extreme lightweight, all-aluminum frame combined with the functions of traditional frame and fuel tank integrated into the frame itself. Another bike you probably have seen as well for Buell. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, and from there on, I mean, they came up with a whole bunch of the XB series. They had the XB12R, the XB9R, the XB9SX.
1: I mean, continuing X B twelve X. I mean, it just continuing could, to literally uh, uh, in, increase styling and 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 uh, the the visually uh, uh, amazing products. I mean, it's just they continue to to just innovate.
0: Yeah, and they actually had the so what we talked about is the cafe racer bikes, which were kind of a big thing in like the you know late two thousands, mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. The cafe runners, and they came up with the uh, the one thousand one hundred twenty five CR which joined the three XB lightning models as Beale street lineup, kind of the hooligan bikes, as we talked about the cafe runners. And yeah, I mean, the company was just been incredible. And you know, what's unfortunate is on October 15th of 2009, Harley actually announced that they were going to discontinue Beale motorcycle line, which was kind of a big upset for Wisconsinites everywhere. I mean, we are pretty proud of this sports bike and, uh, it ended actually on October 30th of 2009, and the limited number of 2010 Buell motorcycles produced went on to fire sale, and they sold out every one very quickly because people wanted to own them before they were completely gone. Right. The last Buell built went to the Barber Motorsport Museum, which if you want to go visit it, go check that out. And the Buell Motorcycle Company that was founded in 1983 by Eric Buell produced more than 135,000 motorcycles over a 26-year period. And I know Eric Buell is continuing um, with some development and stuff like that, just a non compete clause. But Eric, you were saying that they're talking about yeah, announcing so, coming back with the Eric Buell name and the Buell Motorcycle Company.
1: Yeah, so he basically bought everything back and is now, you know, that, that kind of sole name for it. And I think 2025 is going to mark the first uh, production year. Uh, of new Buell motorcycles, so um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I mean, I've always like I like their bikes. I really like the cafe style, kind of the hooligan bikes, if you will, like for cafe running. Right,
1: and and they they have such great uh, such great style. Uh, the the Buell uh, bikes that you've seen in in years past, uh, you, you recognize them as something just a little bit different uh, versus you know like the uh, the Kawasaki's, Hondas, and that kind of stuff that exist and are great but then you know you've got uh um this american usa version of it as well which you know it's,
0: it's like right up the road from my dad's farm which i always exactly. thought was pretty cool i mean you take you take my dad's where it's like highway 11 the you, i think it's 120 that goes mm-hmm. right into east troy there yeah it's like right there when you get into on 120 there it's exactly. like you make a right into the industrial park that's like the place where beal was made i always thought that was really impressive
1: yeah and, and you know the, they're still east troy so the the company hasn't like changed or moved. Um, Still Walworth County made, which exactly. is pretty incredible. So, yeah.
0: but yeah, I really hope to see them return. Obviously I hope you guys found that fascinating, a lot of information to cover. There was much more, but I had to kind of tame it down a little bit. Cause I get, I was getting a little bit too nitty gritty into the details. Um, yeah. if, if they do come back, I hope you guys get a chance to pick up a Buell. Yeah. Or if you have a Buell, send a picture because you don't see him too often anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would love to see a- any of you that are, are listening. Uh, if, you've, if you've got uh, any any pictures of the ones that you own, uh, that would be awesome to see as well. Um, and then let us know if you're planning on pre-ordering, uh, you know, a new one when they come out.
0: Yeah. You know, if you guys know Eric Buell too, I'd love to have a conversation with that guy. As an engineer and an aspiring inventor myself, like yeah. he's... Just cool that he like just left. He's like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want the nine to five. It's like I want my own thing. It's a
1: big change to make. Yeah, it it's is. A huge, it's a huge jump. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's like for most inventors or designers or engineers, it's like that leap because you have so many other responsibilities is like way too large of a leap to take. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he did it and made a successful motorcycle company right on Eric Buell.
1: Tip of the cap to you, buddy. Now on to our Wisconsin music
0: segment. Yeah, so we discovered this band because of, like, the upcoming Whammy Awards. Yeah. And uh, if you get a chance, you've got to stop over and vote for these guys. Um, their name is Scorched, Earth, Scorched Waves.
1: Yep, Scorched Waves. And, and again, Whammy is the Wisconsin-area music industry. Yeah, which we and, we uh, kind of
0: follow a lot of times. Yeah, like We like to see like some of the newer stuff coming out. And Scorched Waves was one we discovered, actually, from the Whammys. Which... Yeah,
1: yeah, it would be for the... Uh, um, the alternative rock artist of the year uh category that you'd be looking at for this one. Um and again it was just sort of a hey, that's a name that we that we didn't uh necessarily recognize from some of the other bands that we've had a chance to see this year or that we follow. And uh just, you know, by chance pulled them up, got them on uh, iTunes and uh ended up purchasing a few songs because it's it's great stuff
0: it's cool from stevens point too which i thought was really cool obviously the home of point beer too and yeah uw stevens point and like their music is really cool too it kind of fits in with like the alternative music we really liked growing up um like the bravery the kooks the strokes the stuff we really got into pretty heavily absolutely and i think they do a really great job and it's it's awesome that they come from central wisconsin which just making awesome music right
1: yeah yeah and and I uh again just you know, I love the fact that we do have a thing called you know like whammy 2 to um uh, to highlight and shed uh some some much needed light and attention towards you know these uh these independent artists that come from the state and and that you know maybe you wouldn't have necessarily otherwise heard of them and uh I I'm I'm, I'm so floored that you know there are there are this many bands, Russ, that we haven't heard of. I know. That are right here in our own backyard. And and I'm 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 glad again that that Whammy exists and they're and they're literally, you know, doing these award shows and things to try to help.
0: One really cool thing I was talking to Eric about is uh, Finnish last names. You don't really see very many Finnish last names unless you're in northern Wisconsin. Right. Um, And the bass player has a pretty sweet Finnish last name. Yeah. I have to say right away. Like, that's pretty rad. You don't get to see too much, like, especially in the southern part of the state, there's not a lot of Finnish. Right. Like, if you see my last name, you think I'm, like, Indian, you know what I mean? Because they don't really understand what it means or the last name in general. But I thought that was pretty cool. Just Absolutely. another, just another perk for me. Why I like just these guys. Scorch Waves ticked, is awesome. You know? Yeah, but again, yeah, Scorch Waves is like a really cool band. Um, Central Wisconsin. Eric, what do we have for the song today?
1: So it is so much left, and it is the uh, the single actually uh, for for um, this was back in 2020, and uh, this song just happened to to I think stab both of us the right way and uh, and gave us good vibes and. Um, Couldn't couldn't basically say no at that point. And it's
0: hard to like showcase a band with one song because we listened to quite a few. I think this is the one we kind of kind of both agreed on. I kind of like the upbeatness, I guess, as you would say. You know, it's a Sunday. You got to have like that jolly vibe going on. You got to work tomorrow. You got to start
1: the yeah exactly. You got to start it off right on Sunday because otherwise you can get too into the. Uh, the the Monday blues already you know so the the Monday blues always begin what Sunday at like seven yeah oh. that's the problem is you don't want to get that going too early so you got to start the day right and uh, I'm telling you right now we're about to kick kick you guys into the right gear here if you're listening to this uh, Sunday morning right when this, this is released you're welcome because scorched waves so much left amazing song That's exactly how I feel.
0: Woo. Woo. Like, Rick fucking Flair. What was the uh, Ashley Schaefer Kia? Woo. From, wow. From, from Eastbound Down. Eastbound Down, yeah. Great show, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, amazing music. Again, scorched waves. Uh, they're absolutely phenomenal. And again, uh, you're welcome because this is just going to set your Sunday off right. This is the right tempo, uh, right mood. This is exactly what you needed. I know it.
0: You know what I thought was funny? Like you must want scorched earth, like that shitty metal band. Well, and I, you know, I, I just did it automatically. I don't know why scorched.
1: You know, as soon as I say scorched, earth a lot of times like earth that comes is the next. next thing. Yeah, I was thinking
0: yeah. the same thing, but yeah, scorched waves out of Stevens Point, yeah. Point. and again. Stevens Point, what do we got going on today, Eric? We got a beer review for you guys, and we got a great one. Yeah,
1: the Point Brewing Company, uh, obviously doing great stuff. I think
0: it's the oldest brewery in Wisconsin, if I remember right. One of the oldest breweries. And it's like, the building is pretty cool, too. It's like blue and white. Like, you can't miss it if you're downtown.
1: If you are wrong... I might be wrong. Somebody will tell you. Good won't be me so i don't know i, I can't don't even am
0: <laughs> apple review that i'm fucking dumb yeah you know you know exactly
1: what's gonna happen so I'm gonna be like that ain't the oldest fucking brewery i need to get on here and apple review this cocksucker and Shut i'm gonna me. be like
0: ah fuck
1: <laughs> fucking utterly
0: disappointed we did it man, again dude. we're <laughs> utterly fucked <laughs> <laughs> my legs but this one we're drinking today is actually the drop dead uh blonde ale kind of a low calorie beer 99 calories per beer not too bad considering most beers are pretty heavy in the calorie section. Well, and let's,
1: let's be honest. You know, if you are going to over-drink and over-consume, calories probably aren't the thing that you're most concerned about. You're probably like, um, how drunk am I going to get if I drink this? The calories don't necessarily do it to you. But this beer being kind of lighter in the calorie department... Also lighter in the the uh, ABV department. Yeah, it's gonna sure. help you. You're gonna be able to drink yeah, a c- few of these uh, on a, on a nice. You're gonna wet. You're gonna wet back the the. the uh, you know what I'm saying. And this one, this you're one, gonna wet your back neck. Right? Isn't that what people say?
0: Back wet necks.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was. I think can, you can kind
0: of in the racist territory here. I don't want to well, see. That's the thing. See, that's I'm what I was talking to about. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: But so. <laughs> I believe that there is a phrase that exists and I think it's from Wisconsin. Wet your back neck. And that's like a, a phrase about drinking. Oh, okay. Drinking some beers.
0: Throwing some beer into the neck.
1: Throwing some beers right into my into my vocal hole.
0: Guzzle that malt. My,
1: my vocal <laughs> hole.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: But point. Uh, and, and again, uh, this one was the blonde. Uh, um, what the hell is
0: it called? It's the Drop Dead Blonde.
1: Drop baby. Dead Blonde. Yeah, uh, there yeah.
0: you go. I mean, Drop Dead Blonde, I almost man. said
1: Drop Dead Dream. Oh, you went, you went band. to the old band the old band.
0: Wow. So yeah, this one, like, again, has a hint of honey, um, really good, smooth, refreshing, low calories. And actually, you know what, this one's kind of more of a sessiony beer. It's only 3%, 3.8% ABV. Which that's why I
1: was saying, you know, if you're, if you're looking for something that's going to be an all day, uh, sessionable beer, I, I don't see why you wouldn't pick this. It's, delicious and it's light
0: yeah and this one actually has some pretty cool hops actually i've heard of cluster hops but i've never heard of the australian summer hops and you're definitely getting a summer vibe from this one kind of light crisp cool great for like a summer day that's
1: see and that's kind of where my mind is at as far as where where do i picture myself enjoying you know a 12 pack of these bad boys yeah it's gonna be playing yard games it's gonna be out on the boat maybe fishing or or you know Doing a little water ski or something.
0: Oh yeah, drop a ski there, bud. Oh, here we go. Drop a ski. I'm going to water ski now. And yeah, the IBUs, have you ever been water skiing? I have. I'm very okay. good at it. And I like. I'm, I, I'm better at, at wakeboarding it. than I am at the. I'm I mean, never I can mostly ride and do like some little jobs. I can never get up. I'm not an expert. That's the thing. I, I
1: could never get up.
0: Oof! Never want to hear that.
1: <laughs> I can't get up. They got pills for that, bud. <laughs> yeah. Um. You're but no, right. I I I'm not a water skier. But I'm saying this beer. Could uh, could accompany you on something like so that.
0: does anyone else get plagued by hymns? Like, I don't like, I, like. It happens every day. And Facebook, like, it's like, dude, my dick works, dude. I don't need yeah. this. Like, I think they're just trying working. to target
1: you for like, in a couple of years.
0: Maybe, yeah. They're like, I mean, I am getting up there now, like in my mid thirties. So, like, maybe they're like, we're thinking you might not be getting rigid anymore. Yeah,
1: your hair's gonna be falling out, and your dick's gonna be limp. Here's Shit. here's what you need. Hims. <laughs> Hims.
0: <laughs> but yeah, this one's very malty, uh, low on the IBU scales. The IBUs are actually only eight, so it's like very low on the IBUs. It's mostly the maltiness coming through, the hint of honey, that very summer feeling. Yeah. Drop dead blonde. I mean, it's who doesn't a, like blondes? I mean, come on, let's be honest.
1: Delicious, sessionable beer that is very light, is not going to leave you feeling, you know, dehydrated and, and screwed we've by all, the end of the day.
0: We've all watched Baywatch. We all like the blondes. Come on, let's be honest here. Let's let's like, Nobody watched it for this show. We watched it because Pam Anderson. Let's yeah. be honest here. We we like the blondes. We watched
1: it. it for the opening uh, scene with the slow-mo running on a beach.
0: That's the reason I watched it, at least because I was very young then.
1: Yeah, David Hasselhoff is one good looking fella.
0: <laughs> you were looking at his Jones <laughs> flopping. Oh, he he, he was not very
1: funny, but uh, uh, very German.
0: Was he packing a night Rider in his pants, man? Yikes. I don't know. The Can't... German, German Blitzkrieg, Bo. <laughs> is that what they call him? <laughs> the German Blitzkrieg, dude. He's two pump chump. I don't ha- know for sure. I was making shit <laughs> up now. I'm just throwing <laughs> shit up. He's, he's fucking hassling me, dude.
1: Yeah. Uh, David Hasselhoff. Uh, I, but I assume damn. he likes uh, point beer
0: but god damn dude like how can you be like that handsome of a dude and like have like a Jones like th- fucking arm length I don't know you know what I mean like he, like I don't know what happened what, ha- what, ha- <laughs> what happened to me what the fuck mom? I'm not
1: sure what the hell you're talking about at this what point what happened to me mom David Hasselhoff enjoys especially in the
0: winter, point winter, beer. Especially in the wintertime when you're working with a walnut. like You're like, ah, oh, god damn. Like, I hope nobody you're sees this. You're a walnut me. farmer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope no one sees this shit. It's just cold. <laughs> and just run away into yeah, the Yeah, the Seinfeld episode. It was, I was in the pool. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I'm going to... I'm going to drink a few of these.
0: I think we need to take a time out here. We're getting too ridiculous. But again, Point Beer. uh, We've had a
1: few too many Point Blondes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. I had enough Baywatch Blondes in my life. But no, go and check this one out. Point Drop Dead Blonde. uh, blonde. Grab a seat. Gather around, Join us for a chat. How many? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's the WWF ring title known as How Many Locos You At, Brother. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a new champion today. We've got a new belt holder. This guy hit a drunk driver, hits a county squad car. He took it off the top ropes. Yeah.
1: All right. We've got a gentleman here. He is uh, a drunk driver, and apparently he hit a Pierce County squad car. That's not a good idea. If you've been drinking, try to avoid all squad cars. Yeah,
0: hit anything but a squad car. If yeah. anything, and then take off, run into the woods. Right.
1: I mean, not this, a good is, idea. this is a bad situation to be in. So a Pierce County Sheriff's Office deputy uh, driving to a routine call on Valentine's not Day. was Valentine's Day. Oof. Yeah. For the love of shit. Uh, So this is on Valentine's Day. Uh, This uh, particular sheriff's office uh, vehicle was hit by a drunk driver in Ellsworth. Uh, According to the police report, the deputy was driving south on Highway 65 uh, of West Overlook Drive, uh, 11.15 p.m., when a Buick Encore heading north on Highway 65, driven by this handsome-looking fella, 31 years old, River Falls, crossed the center line and struck the squad car. Hmm. He yes. really went out of his way to do it, too. This almost feels deliberate.
0: So you want to know what, though? The Buick Encore is a perfect DUI vehicle. They think you're like a 90-year-old woman like yeah. heading to the store like, oh, that's just Ethel in her Buick Encore. Yeah, here's the
1: thing. If you drink, if you drink and drive a lot, you got to just get a Buick.
0: Just get a Buick. They think you're then just a grandma ju- going to the store. Yeah,
1: they may have no idea what the fuck's going on.
0: Oh, she's probably just going to Walmart or Logley's.
1: Tint, tint the windows just enough uh, so that you're not illegal with the tint. Um, make it, you know, make it right, but Fuck, get a wig, a Buick. Girl. yeah, get a Buick, get Grey a white wig. wig. You're good. Um, but in this case, this 31 year old is not good. The deputy got out of the squad and checked on the Buick's occupants. Uh, of course, first, first thing a cop is always going to do is be worried about the safety of the public. Uh, is this person all right? Um, but in this case, uh, the 31 year old man had thrown himself into the back seat Uh, Which was actually folded down. The front seat passenger was seated and wearing a seatbelt. Nobody else was in the vehicle, so you got two occupants. Uh, The driver decided to fucking hurl myself into the back of this Buick Encore. Maybe they won't know.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe they won't know that I was driving. Um, So the uh, Ellsworth EMS transported this guy to River Falls Area Hospital. Uh, who was showing signs of impairment? He smelled strongly of intoxicants and had glassy, bloodshot eyes. Uh, he admitted to drinking three beers, which is pretty normal, right? Everybody always says oh, I had two, I had three, so, but never any more than that. There's a lot of people driving around here with only two to three beers in their body.
0: When you see a Gono for two or three with the coworkers, oh, that's like I mean, two, you're gonna three or four pitchers, and exactly. somebody might have to come and get
1: you. Yeah, you're fucked. Uh, so this guy said he was only uh, drinking three beers, uh, but breath said otherwise we're at a one seven three um, he went on he,
0: he drank a wisconsin three yeah like i'm going out for three of the pals yeah three three cases ends up of be, yeah yeah whoops yeah yeah
1: Oof. had a few too many but we're a point one seven three is the number we got on this gentleman here 31 years old again uh the deputy was also evaluated at the hospital for possible injuries because obviously his car was hit too um, the 31-year-old said multiple times that he had wanted uh, to take responsibility for what happened and would pay whatever he needs to pay. After being medically cleared, police arrested and cited him $500 for cause of injury slash OWI and a $200 for operate without license. Um, and that was actually his second within three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was transported to Pierce County Jail. All those things will be factored in. Um,
0: so we, we got we got a, a, a Buick Encore. We have a
1: thirty-one-year-old, thirty-one-year-old
0: man, 0. .173 BAC. Um, you know, after thirties, you kind of hit that peak and you start slowing down.
1: And he also crossed the center line, okay, and smashed a cop car going the other way.
0: Bloodshot eyes too, and glassy, like oof. yeah, yeah. Strong intoxicant smell.
1: And this was eleven uh, fifteen p.m.
0: Okay. So that's pretty late. This guy's right?
1: probably been drinking all fucking day.
0: Yeah, he's going home from a pal's house or something. Yeah. What, what happened to the guy in the passenger seat, I wonder? He's probably sitting know. there like, what is going on, dude? Yeah. guy Kobe's himself over his seat into the back what, seat. Yeah. Sla- what do you slam- say slam to dunks. that? Yeah, he slams, dunks himself into the back seat like, come out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> <He's> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just fucking salmon just jumps over the fucking seat into the back there? He just
0: dolphins right over his seat like, hey. He's <laughs> right into the back like, <laughs> Free Willy, bro.
1: Um <laughs> uh, i have an idea of where i'm at here um yeah i mean 0. 0.173 you're looking pretty shitty in in the in the eye the, department the crossing
0: over the center line is what got me i think i know where i'm at
1: here. right yeah it's not like he smashed into the back of, of a cop car or something i'm, like I'm
0: curious to what you're thinking here because i i got a number in my head
1: oh i yeah i got something ready for you
0: all right three two one 15. seventeen yeah. we're pretty close yeah, so we can set on a sixteen loco. Think we're I think getting that's pretty fair. good at
1: this uh, after one hundred and fifty fucking episodes.
0: Yeah, I think four be- four locos on this guy.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I like it. That's a that's a good number to be but, at. Um, man,
0: he could hit anything, but it just happened to be a cop. Man, that's like right. What kind of luck is that?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things you could say, looking back at all the the evidence that we have here written in this article. But really, where this went off the rails was when this guy decided to uh, be responsible for his own transportation, uh, after drinking. So here,
0: I really would love to learn if, if there's like a mathematics professor out there, what is, so what is statistics of this happening? Like a being a human on earth, B Mm -hmm. being drunk and in a small town, in a small town. And then three hitting a cop car. I mean,
1: how many cop cars are in that town? That's what I'm
0: saying. Like the, the, right. It's probably astronomical statistically to, to have this happen to you.
1: I'd say, I mean, it's probably not up there with like you know your your odds of getting hit by lightning or something. But it it's it's crazy that this happened. You just, know? just
0: thinking about all the all the things that compiled you into to this, so this happened. Yeah, just you, there has to be a cop near the you. the right time to be on the road. I
1: mean. And you threw out the ability for it to be, like, on the same side of the road because now you're hitting them no matter where they're at. I but mean, it's as crazy. much as
0: I, I really disapprove, the Buick Encore, if you're, if you're going DUI and you're going to drink and drive, that's, like, the least suspicious vehicle. So points yeah. uh, points on that. Like, I hate to ever do that and say that's the – positive thing but really in this case it's kind Buick of Buick Encore like,
1: you gave yourself a shot.
0: Yeah you definitely gave yourself, you gave yourself a that's shot. That's what I'm driving saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, like if you got a Buick, someone just thinks you're an old granny going to get groceries. Ah oh, I just had to get a couple things at Walmart. Yeah, you know like I sometimes
1: struggle to keep it within the lanes here, but you know, I'm doing my best. I'm ninety.
0: Yeah for sure. Uh, you,
1: you gave yourself a shot with the Buick but you totally shit the bed when it came to not fucking hitting things and uh you hit the one thing you really, really shouldn't have. Okay. Um, aside from yeah, aside from all that, nice job.
0: I guess I yeah, don't know. Sixteen local Eric, do you want to sound the gavel?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's I think it's the time. <laughs>